folks, it's Laura. Welcome to Spirituality Unpacked. We are continuing on with my new ebook, um, The Emotional Truth. Um, today, I think uh, it's, well, I know that the topic is uh, commitment and loyalty. I believe it's chapter four or five. Um, I think I did the last couple of chapters kind of out of order. I have about 18 copies of that book on my computer um, and I need to make sure that I access the right one so the chapters are in the right order. Anyway, we're going to talk about commitment and loyalty today. Um, and in the book, I, I focused a lot on, on the idea of long-term relationship. Um, marriage was something I talked about, um, but really this can be any long-term relationship. It could be family. Um, it can be your friends. Um, it certainly can be a romantic relationship, whether or not your marriage it doesn't married, it doesn't really matter. Any sort of long-term relationship. And the idea behind these really lofty goals that we have around what commitment looks like, what relationship looks like. So we have this ideal uh, out there um, that longer is better. Um, married couples that have been married for 50 and 60 years, friends that have been friends since school and now they're in their 80s and things like that. So we have these really lofty, lofty ideas about what relationships should look like. And for those of you out there that have those relationships in your life and they remain healthy and you're happy in them and life is good and all is well, for those kinds of relationships where that exists and it's, it's a good thing and the relationship is still healthy and happy, I'm not knocking it, okay? We're not knocking it at all, all right? For those for whom it works, beautiful, okay? This is for those for whom it doesn't work. And that's where the focus needs to be. It's not on what's working. <laughs> what we're gonna look at is what's, bro <clears throat> is what's broken. That's where we're gonna pay attention, is what's, what's not working, okay? So the problem with these lofty ideals is that we try to make relationships fit in boxes that they don't belong in. So when we've been in the relationship for 20 years and the relationship is broken down, we stay anyway because it's already been 20 years. So now we're just going to stay forever, right? My parents are a prime example of this. They're married because they're married. They're both miserable, but they refuse to leave each other because, well, they're married. <clears throat> so we're staying in relationships and we're miserable in them because because I've been in it so long now why get out because I'm married period full stop right so we stay and we keep these relationships because of these crazy ideals that we seem to have when it works it's terrific when it doesn't work, we create pain for ourselves. And we keep ourselves in scenarios that don't make sense. We stay places we shouldn't stay. We hold on to that expired milk, right? And I, I think I talked about this in the last podcast that I did, right? We, social media helps us extend connections beyond their expiry dates, right? Because what do we do? We friend people on Facebook, and then what don't we do? Well, we don't unfriend them, right? And we feel guilty for unfriending them, right? And and I'm, I do the same things, right? I have people on there, not that I connect with them in any way anymore, but just that they're there, right? And so it's like, 
Why? For what? What purpose is this serving? How is this helping me? Right? And so that's when I talk about commitment and loyalty, what I'm looking at here is, and the question I'm asking very specifically is, what relationships are you staying in that are unhealthy? And are you doing it out of this weird sense of commitment and loyalty? Okay. Now where it gets tricky and where people of course struggle is this idea of family. Okay, same thing with the marriage idea. Okay, so the concept's the same. It's my mother, sister, brother, father. Okay, it's my aunt, it's my uncle, it's my cousin, it's my niece, it's my nephew, it's <clears throat> pick your person. And I can't leave family. I think Abraham Hicks said it's best. Family is overrated. We choose our family and we don't choose our family. Let's start there. Before we come into physical form, we actually do choose our families. But our physical being, the mental mind, is not in that conversation, right? So our physical forms aren't present for that conversation. The personality, the ego that is you now is not, was not present for that conversation, right? Your spirit was, but you weren't. So while yes, you did choose it, you didn't really have control over that, right? So you weren't there for that. Okay, so fine. Yes, you did choose your family. And yes, you did choose the experiences. Terrific. Okay. But now you're in your physical form. And now you do have control over what happens, right? As a small child, you're kind of stuck. It kind of is what it is. You got to deal with it and you got to make the best of it. And, and you process it the best you can as a little kid. And, and you just sort of do what you do. But then you get to adult. And as an adult now, we have to process all these, all these things that start to happen, that happened when we were kids. We have to start to understand these experiences. And we have to find ways to coexist with these experiences, no matter how good or bad they were. And it's the coexistence that becomes trouble, right? Because we take pain and we hang on to it and we wear it like a badge and, and it informs everything else and it becomes a problem for us. Pain is an issue, right? So now as adults, we have all this pain that we picked up from childhood, right? And we had to do something about it. And when relationships are crappy and when family relationships in particular are crappy <clears throat> and they pass on all this pain to us, it makes our relationships as adults really wonky as well. Because chances are good, we're getting into relationship with others before we've dealt with all the stuff, right? And if you're me, you're 46 years old and, and you're just now, you know, kind of going through it. it it's one of those things, right? It, it's just, it's the progression of life. We're taught get married you know you're supposed to get married in your 20s you're supposed to buy a house you're supposed to buy 40 you're supposed to have life figured out and it's all supposed to be unicorns and rainbows but it doesn't work like that right? and we know it doesn't work like that but still in an effort to meet expectations especially if you're me you do things you do things to create the life that looks right 
and well, you get into trouble when that happens. So you're putting yourself in relationship, romantic partners, friends, and so on. And that is creating for you all of the pain from the parent-child relationship that you had or the caregiver-child relationship that you had. All that pain is now there. You're bringing it into your existing relationships. And it makes those relationships really wonky. But that's showing you your pain points. It's showing you what you need to do to deal with it. It's showing you that, hey, there's a problem here. You, you got something in you to fix. It's not about the other person, right? It's about you. You've got to do the healing. You've got, you've got work to do. That's all it is, right? For the majority of the population, they never ever figure that out. It goes, weep, right? Flies over the top of them and they, and they don't figure that out. They don't understand that it's in here, inside themselves, that they have to deal with it, right? So for those of us that do this, we know we have to deal with this stuff. So it comes up. It comes up and you find yourself in a crappy marriage. You find yourself in a bad relationship. You find yourself with wonky, weird friends. You find yourself in cycles and patterns that of relationship that aren't healthy, they aren't okay. There's a myriad of different issues going on and you're like, what the heck? And particularly as you creep up in age and you're married and you have kids and you know, life, it gets harder. It gets harder to navigate those things because how do you reset at 45 years old? How do you reset at 50? How do you reset at you know, even 40, how do you reset at 35? It's not necessarily as easy as just snap your fingers and things magically happen. As you start to heal, those relationships are going to need to change. The problem we run into is we don't allow those relationships to change. And the reason often, not all the time, the reason often we don't allow them to change is that, loyal, that sense of loyalty and commitment, these idealistic views that we have of what relationships should look like. And what I'm aiming for here is for you to give yourself permission to let go of the relationships that don't work. Pretty much everybody that I worked with has at least one relationship in their life, be it family, friend, or partner, that needs to go. Every single one of them struggles with that out of the sense of loyalty and commitment. And that's the problem. We have these ideals. We have these expectations. We feel a sense of commitment and duty to other people. And there's the dog. But it's in here. It's mostly a mind game that we play with ourselves because we tell ourselves that we're supposed to do these things. We tell ourselves these stories about these relationships and why they're important and why we need to maintain them. But those stories 
aren't true. Once the relationship is unhealthy, right, you have a choice to make. When you recognize it's unhealthy, you can do your own inner work, great. But you can't make the other person do it. <laughs> you can't make the other person fix, right? You can't make the other person change. You, you, can't, you can't force people to do things. So if you do the work and you recreate the boundaries and the person is stubborn, sticking in their heels, not moving, not budging, not changing, making your life difficult and probably mad because you're trying to, because you're changing and doing work and they're not. So they're now they're mad at you because you're not the same person you were five minutes ago, right? They're pissed off. So then what? You can only go so far on your own. You do enough healing work, you'll get to a place where it really won't bother you. Simple truth. It won't bother you. You'll be able to just leave them where they are. But for most of us, we don't get there first. That's not the first place we end up. The place we end up is the place where I've changed, they haven't, and I don't know what to do with this relationship, but I somehow feel this sense of duty to them and I won't let them go. And that's the habit we need to break. That's the habit we need to break. We have to get out of this habit of needing to stay in these relationships, particularly once we've made some attempt at fixing. And then what we hear out in the world, of course, is how relationships are disposable and how we just give up on things too easily and how we're not willing to put in the work anymore. And we have a divorce rate that's so high because nobody works on their relationships anymore. The first time the bathroom doesn't get clean, they get divorced. You probably would be able to find an example of that out there. But my answer to that is, how long do you need me to stay in a bad relationship? before I'm allowed to leave? How long do you need me to stay in the bad relationship so that you can feel comfortable with me leaving? What is the time frame? And most of them don't have an answer to that. Yes, relationships go up and down. There are good days and bad days. And that's normal. And when you have two people, both of which are willing to put in equal effort into the relationship, then good days and bad days come and go and all is well. And it works because both people are putting in equal amounts of effort. Both people are growing and changing together. Both people are free within themselves. Both people are doing their own work and not making the other person responsible for them. Both people are healing on their own. And then coming back into the relationship as healed people. When it doesn't work, is when one person's doing everything and the other person's sitting. When it doesn't work is when one person changes and the other stays stuck. That's when it doesn't work. 
and it will never work from there. When the other person is unwilling, the relationship is done. And it doesn't matter if it's been six months, six years, six weeks. When the other person is unwilling, the relationship ends. Because if at any point one person stops, it's over. You can't fix it. Because I can't make you change. So it's up to me to recognize that I'm still doing the work and the other person is not or unwilling, not compromising, not doing it, and then I have to make a choice. I have to decide for me what I'm willing to put up with. Right? The more wounded I am, the more likely I am to put up with a lot. This is where we start to put up with things that we shouldn't be putting up with. This is when we stay in relationships we shouldn't be in. Those wounds, those triggers, those traumas, they crop up. This is where we get into trouble. Right? So if you feel disempowered, if you feel not worthy, if you feel nobody wants me, if you have those kinds of ideas in you, those beliefs from somewhere, wherever you pick them up, if you have that, then you may stay in that relationship because you may have a fear of being alone. So it may keep you there. All right. Nobody wants me. Then you'll stay. This is the stuff that gets us into trouble. All right? And then we say, they do something and we say, well, I can't leave just for that. And you make excuses for them, right? So now we can wander down the path of denial. The relationship's not that bad. It's okay. How much misery do you need to be in? How much pain do you need to experience? And again, when you do enough healing, you're fine. You can sit and just about anything because you learn how to bubble yourself off. You learn how to be okay within yourself and the outside world can turf off and you don't care and it's fine. When you do enough healing, the outside world stops being a thing and you just, whatever, people are where they are, cool, right? And it doesn't matter. But if you haven't done all of that yet, if you're not there and you can't do that, and you're still attached to the outside world, then you're still out here trying to fix relationships. But we can't fix relationships. You fix yourself, and then if the relationship fixes, great. And if it doesn't, then you get to decide to walk away, because that's how it works. In some relationships, you can reconfigure the boundaries. You can make some minor change and not upset the balance too much and things move on and it's cool. But they don't all work like that. 
And if you're holding on to relationships that aren't serving you anymore, you're holding on to them to hold on to them, some weird sense of loyalty, And again, here we are. You can't create new without letting go of the old. So at what point do you clean out the closets? Right? And this includes family, by the way. It's okay to walk away from family members that you have unhealthy relationships with. It's okay to do that. It's okay to put up really strict boundaries with these people to protect yourself. That's okay, right? We talked about boundaries. Boundaries are needed. We need boundaries. Right? But we have to be willing to have them with everybody. (laughs) Family included. Right? We have to be willing to have them in place all the time not just with some people right those boundaries need to be for everybody not only when everybody lives up to the same expectation or they're not there it's that easy and it doesn't matter what the relationship is when we stay just to stay when we stay out of fear of what we won't have, out of fear of being alone, when we stay because because it's been 20 years and we just have to stay, when we stay because we feel like we owe the person something, when we stay because, pick your reason, we run into trouble. And we're just injuring ourselves at that point. We're just hurting ourselves. We're creating pain in our lives. We're creating pain because we're familiar with it, so we keep creating it. We know this pain. We know what this relationship is going to do. So even a bad relationship is better than no relationship because at least I know what the bad relationship does. I have expectations of that relationship. I know how it works, so I accept pain because I know that pain. It's familiar. Familiar pain is better than unknown pain, right? Familiar pain is better than unknown pain, at least to the mind. Familiar pain, I can handle because I've experienced that before. Unknown pain, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. I don't want to go there. So we stay, even in the crappiest of situations, in the crappiest of relationships, because we want to avoid things we don't know. person that you need to be the most loyal to is self. Your loyalty and commitment should be to yourself first and foremost. And everybody else is secondary. And if that sounds selfish, I'm sorry. (laughs) It isn't selfish to take care of yourself. You need to be responsible for you. And your commitment and loyalty should be to self first. 
And then once you are okay within you, then you give out back to others. But for a while, you may need to take care of self first and foremost. You may need to put yourself at the top of the list for a while until you can be okay. And then, when your cup is full, then you give back and not before. The self goes first. It has to. The self goes first. That's, that's it. You have to put yourself first in these relationships. And then as and when you have the capacity to give, you give. And when both partners do that, when both people in the relationship do that, it works. When it's lopsided, it appears really selfish. When it only works one way, it's really selfish, or it can appear that way. It's not. Because one person is doing what they need to do for themselves, and the other one clearly isn't, right? When it's lopsided, it looks crazy. But when both people work that way, it works beautifully. It's a healthy relationship that way. That's when two individuals come together and simply share similar experiences. And when people come together to enjoy experiences with each other as mostly healed or at least working on being healed people, they enjoy each other and they're not dependent on the other one for anything. They're okay within themselves. Right? And that's the goal, is to be okay on your own. Right? We want to want other people, not need them. Needing them implies that you're missing something within you and you're not, you're okay by yourself, you're okay on your own. You can want other people around, that's totally okay, right? Humans are social creatures, so to want other people around is totally normal. But at no point should you need them, unless you're a little child. At no point should you need them. You should be able to be okay on your own. That's the point of healing. It will make you okay on your own. When you do the work and you realize that everything is in you, then you're okay by yourself. And it's okay to want to go out and be with other people and socialize and do all of those things. But if you need it, it's just a sign that you're missing something in here. It's in you and you're missing it. It's, you gotta go find it. That's where the healing is necessary, right? The goal is to want relationship with other people <clears throat> that you can have healthy relationships with. The goal is not to need relationship so that you can fill gaps within yourself. And that helps with this idea of commitment and loyalty too. Because then at no point when you're simply in relationships because you want them around, not because you need them, at no point are you ever stuck in the relationship because there's no sense of need. Oh, this isn't working. I don't want it anymore. It's broken, so I'm going to get rid of it, right? I don't hold on to broken furniture. I don't hold on to broken appliances. I don't hold on to trash. I get rid of it. 
okay, same thing. Same thing. When the relationship no longer works, I get rid of it. And the difference between want and need is what allows that. If relationships are filling gaps within you, then there's too much dependence, that's need. Wanting the relationship, because it's cool and you're enjoying it and you're happy in it and all of those things, that's awesome. But you shouldn't need them. Wanting them is okay, but you shouldn't need them. Unless you're a little kid who's dependent, obviously, right? But that's different. We're all grown adults, right? Right? You're not physically dependent on people at this stage, right? And if you are physically dependent, then that's what it is, right? Right? But once you have, assuming you have physical independence, then there's no reason to need other people except to fill gaps within yourself. You want them. You want them around, you're a social creature, to be expected. Right? But make sure your relationships come from there. And commit to relationships that you want, not relationships that you need. And the re when the relationship stops being something that you want, then you move on. You create boundaries, you back away. It doesn't mean you tell everybody to F off. Right? It doesn't mean you tell everybody to go away. It doesn't mean you block everybody on Facebook. It just means that maybe you don't interact as much. Maybe you don't respond as often. Maybe you don't maybe you don't see them anymore, right? Maybe you just slowly back away. It doesn't have to be a big hairy thing, right? Relationships can transition naturally without needing big interventions, big conversations, right? It doesn't need to be a thing. You can just slowly drift and allow that to be okay. Right? And if the person asks, then sure, you can have the conversation if you want to, great. But it doesn't need to be a thing. And you don't have to make it one. Allow relationships to flow. Allow things to be as they are. Allow people to be where they are. Stop attaching to everything. Just allow. Life gets easier when you allow, especially in your relationships. A little bit of ebb and flow. Get out of need, get into want, and make choices. Make conscious choices around who's in your life and who's not and why they're there. You'll have less drama and it'll be easier. Okay? Love to all. I'll talk to you soon. The end of the week. Bye for now.